now want to give the title of this conversation. The title of this conversation is The Pillars of God. The Pillars of God. The Pillars of God's Temple. The Pillars of God's Temple. And I'm going to center our conversation on the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 12, and then get an in-depth study and look into it and reveal a few things that the Lord has already dispensed in the book of Revelation, awaiting the entry into heaven. Now, Revelation, chapter 3, verse 12. And it says, Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, and he says, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. So I want to pull out this particular aspect of uh, the conversation that the Lord was having with the overcomers. And then you see now that in this particular part here that I've pulled out now, he promises a few things, a few things are promised here, deliberate things, specific things. He says, again, in verse 12, he promises them that he will make a pillar, and he promises them write the name of his God on them and the name of the city of Jerusalem, the new city of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem and he promises to write his new name there, his hidden name in fact a secret name and if I read in the book of Revelation 3 verse 12 and I'm reading now amplified he says him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. So that is amazing, beloved people. So right away there, before we touch on anything else, he's telling us that there are certain things about Christ the Messiah that this generation is not even aware of. I have said that for the many times the Lord God Almighty has taken me into heaven, into his glorious kingdom to give me instruction on this mission of preparing the church. I have said there's so much that I have seen in heaven 
that he has not even allowed me to share. There is so much about heaven, about the throne, about uh, the creatures around the throne, about the 24 throne, about the personalities. There's so much. There's so much there that the glory that he has not allowed me to share. So one of the big things that you really bring home in this initial stage of this conversation is that when the church that enters heaven will enter heaven, there are certain things that will shock you very, very much about the Lord and about heaven. There are certain things that will shock you unbelievable. I shared one time uh, when I gave the prophecy of the release of the black horse, when I said one of the creatures came from the throne from where the father, God the father and the lamb are seated, and that creature, when he came, is like an ox. But his face is man. And super glorious and absolutely glorious, glorious, I can't describe the detail, and big face. So I'm just saying that there are certain things that will really shock you when you get to heaven that you had not known. And one of them, he says, is that Christ the Messiah... In Revelation 3.12, Christ the Messiah has another name, a hidden name that when you come to heaven, only then will you know. Some of you will be so shocked, it will have to redefine redemption. You will even wonder, who then was this that came down to redeem us? Some of you, will, when the reality hits you, you will, I think the entire church, they will fall down and begin to weep forever, you know? Because then you realize that the Messiah has another name. And this is not the topic of the discussion today, because we're going to talk about the pillars. But I'm just touching the periphery around this conversation, because if you see the book of Revelation 19, he underscores the same thing, verse 12. Revelation 19, verse 12. He underscores the same very thing when he says, His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows, but only he himself. So you will find that the Messiah has another name in heaven. So that will shock you quite a bit. Very much. And you remember when God the Father came to talk to me about the rapture of the church? And he said, Melchizedek's day is known as the day of life. So again, that is also amazing. Because then you understand that, wow, heaven refers to the day of the rapture, the day of the coming of the Messiah, the day of the gathering of the saints, the day of the taking of the overcomers. He regards that day. Heaven refers to that day, calls that day the day of life. He says, Melchizedek's day is known as the day of life. He calls it Melchizedek's day, the day of life. So this is the same thing he's underscoring here, that there is so much secret of heaven. I know only what he has shown me, but there is so much in heaven. I know so much that he has not allowed me to share. But you can imagine the day the church enters heaven and she's like, wow, this is heaven. I did not know this. Then why did we waste time on the earth and become deluded and confused and lied to by the enemy? When there is so much here like this that you cannot even compare. 
one trillionth of this to anything of the earth. And so this is just part of the beginning of this conversation where he mentioned the new name. But I want to talk about the pillars tonight. The pillars. Because God says, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. God wants to make a pillar. When he meets the overcomer, now you hear the Lord say, I will make a pillar. Now God wants to make a pillar. He wants to make a pillar. That is where I want to center our conversation today. He now wants to make a pillar. He says, I will now make a pillar. I will make a pillar. To heal who overcomes, I will make a pillar. God now says, I will make a pillar. He wants to make a pillar. He wants to make a pillar in heaven, a pillar in his temple. And we know too well that pillars are support systems. Pillars are very powerful. They support the building. So this goes a long way to begin now to lay gravity and weight on this group of people called the overcomers. That when he sees them like this, when he encounters them, then he says, okay, now I will make a pillar. He just wants to make a pillar now. Nothing less. I will make a pillar in the temple. Hmm? I will make a pillar. God wants to make a pillar. Let me first join the two, the overcoming and the making of a pillar together, by making reference to some events that take place on the earth here, to bring it home to perspective, to bring it into context that you may begin to develop your own personal narratives and envisaging of this, this special class called overcomers. He treasures them so much that when he meets them, he encounters them, he says, now I will make a pillar, nothing less. Isn't that so astounding, beloved people? But to bring the point to perspective here, right on the earth here, you know that when buildings are constructed, pillars are built. Pillars have to be built. And they really dig down to the core. You would have to dig down to the core and meet a stone, a rock, whatever it is. That's when you raise your pillar from that point on. And I'm saying that to he that overcome, and you see, let's take a building on the earth here, and then a tsunami comes. A storm comes, an earthquake comes, a hurricane comes. And when those phenomena, those disaster phenomena come, a tsunami, a hurricane, a storm, an earthquake, a tornado, whatever it is, a tablore, a big quake, a big hurricane, whatever it is. When those phenomena come and strike a place, The quality of the pillar is put to test. Because you find that only strong pillars remain standing. Even though the buildings and the roofs are swept away, but only strong pillars remain standing. They that overcome, I will make a pillar. Aye. That is very powerful. 
when the tsunami comes, and they that will overcome remain standing on this earth in their faith, I will make a pillar. Now God wants to make a pillar. God Almighty Jehovah Yahweh, tonight he says, I, want, I will make a pillar. He now wants to make a pillar. And he says, only strong pillars always remain standing after a storm. And that is what goes a long way to prove their quality, the quality of the pillar, the material that was used to build the pillar, and how did the pillar had gone down and launched on the rock. He now says, I will make a pillar when he meets the overcomers. In other words, he's saying, when the rage, when the raging storm of apostasy comes and really sweeps across the spiritual landscape, when the raging storm of an earthquake, a hurricane, a major hurricane, a major tsunami, a major quake comes and sweeps through the spiritual landscape and everything is torn down and those that remain standing, he says, now I will make a pillar. Those that overcome. Those that overcome apostasy. Those that overcome the moral decay that's raging and sweeping everybody down. When he meets them, then he says, now that's all right. Now I want to make a pillar. Now I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar for the temple of God in heaven. Isn't that amazing, beloved people? Oh, I've said so much right there. He's saying that those that overcome the apostasy of this time, the sinfulness of this world, the moral decay of this world, the immorality that is rife, that has swept and put down almost every single church, that has really wobbled the pulpit. He says that when he meets those that after that storm of apostasy has raged on and everybody's down, those that remain standing, those that overcome and remain standing, when he sees them, he says, now I will make a pillar. Now we hear the Lord say, I will make a pillar for the temple in heaven. How awesome to be an overcomer. God now wants to make a pillar. A pillar in the temple of God in heaven. Meaning, based on what they did on the earth, based on how they executed their lives on the earth, when he sees that they are now overcomers, zealous and steadfast, and they have overcome the enemy and the world, and they remain standing, then he says, now I will make a pillar. Now God wants to make a pillar. Meaning they are unshakable. They are the support systems of the faith, of the church. They are the posts. They remain standing upright. And if you ask me to define what a pillar is, what that pillar would be, a pillar is a strong column made of metal for supporting a building. So you can imagine what these overcomers do in the house of the Lord. Praise. 
it says, by definition, a pillar is a strong column made of metal for supporting a building. So you can imagine the overcomers, what they are, to the house. It says, a strong vertical column made of strong metal that supports the building, either alone or in contact with other pillars. So you can imagine what the overcomers are in the house of the Lord. And he says, a pillar can also be a standalone decoration or an ornamental pillar that adds value and beauty to the building. Hey, look at that, beloved people, a pillar. In other words, a pillar, based on just those three definitions I've laid before you on a pillar, God wants to make a pillar, but I want us to dig deep and understand how is he going to make this pillar? Who are these people he's going to use that when he meets them, he says right away, the fact that I've encountered these people, the overcomers, now I want to make a pillar. God now wants to make a pillar in heaven using them. Who are these people then? And I'm going a long way in defining all this for you. And you see that a strong column made of metal for supporting the house. Oh. <laughs> a strong vertical column made of strong metal, remember the word strong is being emphasized, that supports a building, either alone or in synergy with other pillars. We have one pillar at this corner, another corner, another corner, another corner, and then they support it, support the roof. And he says, the pillars are the ones that also bring beauty to the house. So they can be a standalone pillar for decoration in the house or an ornamental pillar, and they add value and beauty to the building. That when you look and say, wow, what a beautiful pillar that has been raised to give beauty here. How powerful, beloved people. In other words, to summarize all that, he says a pillar is staunch, staunch, staunch Christian. The overcomers that he sees when he meets them and he right away sees the raw material for a pillar. He says this person is material for a pillar in the kingdom of God, in the temple of God in heaven, nothing less. They are staunch believers, believers that remain standing. They are the loyal believers, just like pillars are in a house. Pillars are loyal to the house. They never give way. They remain standing even in the height of storm. So he says, these Christians, the believers that the Father, when he meets, after they have survived the storm, the current ongoing storm of apostasy, and they remain standing, he says, they are staunch Christians. They are loyal. They are trustworthy. They are committed Christians. They are devoted Christians. They are dedicated Christians. They are dependable Christians that the house can depend on no matter the storm. They are reliable Christians. They are steady Christians. They are constant. 
wavering Christians, they are unswerving Christians, they are unhesitant Christians, they are unfaltering Christians, and you can go on and on and on and on with your list on this special class of Christians. How powerful, beloved people. And because I went through at high speed, let me repeat this, because I know a lot of people globally are making notes. These believers, that when the Father meets them, having survived the raging storm of apostasy, you come and you find them still standing. He says, they are staunch Christians, they are loyal Christians, trustworthy Christians, committed Christians, devoted Christians, devout Christians, dedicated Christians, dependable Christians, reliable believers, steadfast Christians, constant believers, constant Christians, steadfast Christians, steady Christians, stable Christians, resolute Christians, unwavering Christians, unswerving Christians, unhesitating Christians, unhesitant, they are unfaltering. How powerful, beloved people. Now we are beginning to understand the character and nature of the people called overcomers based on how the Father addresses himself to them. This is very powerful. Based on how the Father addresses himself to them. Now you can tell. And when he meets them, in meeting them to be of that character, he says right away, God says, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. Will I make a pillar, he says. I will make a pillar. And so let us walk step by step, beloved people, as we open up this conversation for you, that you may may get a greater in-depth into these Christians, the overcomers, just based on one aspect. That when God sees them, he says, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. Let me just give a little example before I go further, before I push it to the next realm. In the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. Again, the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. This is what he says. Galatians chapter 2 verse 9. I need to skip there. This is what he says. He says. Chapter 2 verse 9. And he goes on to say. What I find it already says. So those who are are blessed along again that's for chapter 3 please chapter 2 verse 9 talks about these pillars verse 9 says it says James Peter and John those reputed to be pillars gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace upon me, they agreed that we should go to the Gentiles 
while they to the Jews. So that's a very powerful shootout. That's a very powerful section I pulled out, the pullout, where he is also describing the pillars in a certain way. He's saying that Peter, James, Peter, and John, those who are reputed to be pillars in the house, how powerful. King James, he says, and when James, again he says, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand to fellowship, right hand of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. So, very powerful. Again, a pull out on these overcomers when God addresses himself to them that upon just encountering, looking at them like this, he says, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. And so, this is very powerful because you see that it takes on a dimension that they are really pillars in the house. They support the house. But wait a minute. The Bible talks about pillars. And I want to begin to explore this so that we may be able to understand how is the Lord planning to build the pillar? He is planning to build his pillars now when he meets this overcomer, now he wants to build a pillar. How is God planning to build this pillar? I want to walk you stepwise in the Bible, there are pillars, so that you may, the purpose of this is that you may be able to see the unveiling and the unfolding revelation about the overcomers. And the secrets of the eternity that God the Father, God Almighty, and his Christ and the Holy Spirit have prepared for the overcomers in the eternal kingdom of heaven. How powerful, beloved people. So the Bible talks about pillars. Let us first pursue that so that we may develop a bearing, a perspective into why God wants to build a pillar with them. So what material are they then? Who are these people called the overcomers? So, turn with me to the book of Genesis 28, Genesis 28, beloved people, verse 18. The book of Genesis 28, verse 18. The book of Genesis chapter 28, verse 18. God wants to build a pillar. Let's see in the Bible how pillars are built and get a deeper insight into this overcomer that make up the building material, the building pillars. They build pillars in heaven. They make up the building material in heaven. God wants to build a pillar with them. Who are they? Genesis 28, verse 18, he says the following. He says, Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone Okay, let me pull it back a little bit so you may have perspective here. 
When Jacob woke up again, let's pull it from verse uh, 